Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Deuteronomy 6, 4. That's our reading for right now. Look at somebody and say, I'm glad to know the one true God. And his name is Jesus. You may be seated. We're blessed to know who Jesus is. Some simply do not have the revelation of the Godhead. You know, the oneness of the Godhead, baptism in the name of Jesus, and receiving the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking with tongues, and living a holy lifestyle separates the church from the world. There's a lot of churches, quote unquote, but the church of the Lord Jesus Christ believes there is one God. We believe in water baptism in the name of Jesus. It does make a difference in what you believe about the Godhead. My subject tonight is the revelation of God in Christ. John 8, 23, 24 said, And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that ye shall, watch this, this is pretty serious here, that ye shall, everybody say it. Can you read it? Ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am three. What did it say? For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. It does make a difference what you believe about God. Whether you believe there's one God or three God, it makes a difference. Jesus said, except you believe that I am he. And if you'll notice in the previous verses that it was talking about the Father. If you don't believe that he's the Father, you shall die in your sins. Wouldn't you say that's pretty important? John 8, 19 said, Then said they unto him, Where is thy Father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my Father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. History and the Bible teaches that Jesus is the Almighty God and not, if you will, a third person in a so-called trinity. The denominational world has been programmed and badly deceived into believing in what they call three separate, distinct, coexistent, co-eternal persons in the Godhead. Let me submit to you, that is not even a scriptural term. That's not in the Bible. Nowhere it mentions there's three separate, distinct, coexistent, co-eternal persons. Simply they will tell you there is one God but three persons. 
Hence, they will say, and, I, and I'm, I, I, I'm not trying to be harsh toward them. I, I, I'm like the scripture said, I hate every false way, but I love people and I want to help people believe the truth. That's what this is all about. They will simply say, God the Father. God the Father. God here, Father. They'll say, God the Son. Right? Then they'll say, God the Holy Ghost. If you have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, then you got three gods. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, three persons, they say. The word Trinity is not in the Bible, but a quote from a book titled, quote unquote, The Holy Trinity, said Trinitarians believe the Trinitarians' method of thought is derived from, listen, Plato and Philo, two pagan philosophers of Carthage. Pagan philosophers, not apostolic inspired writers of the Bible. Tertullian 160 to 250 coined the term Trinity. He is perhaps most famous for being the oldest extant Latin writer to use the term Trinity. The Latin word means simply was Trinitus, and given the oldest extant formal exposition of a Trinitarian theology. Didn't come out of the Bible. He was declared a heretic by church leaders in that day. The doctrine of the Trinity came into clear focus, if you will, for the first time back then. In 325 A.D., approximately 300 years after Jesus' death, the doctrine of the Trinity became Catholic law. In the book Catholicism, the author, which is a priest, says that the doctrine of Trinitarian baptism, as dictated by the Nicene Creed of 325 A.D., was the first time the church buried from the Scripture and used that term. I'm telling you, man changed the formula, not the Bible. Man changed the way they were doing it. Up to then, they were baptizing in the name of Jesus Christ. Fifty-six times the word persons is mentioned in the Bible, but not one of these is referenced to God unless it referred to the express image. The singular word person is mentioned when in, in, uh, in Hebrews 1.3, Jesus is mentioned as God's person who being the express who being the brightness of his glory and watch this and the express image of his person God's person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high even at that, it comes from the Greek word meaning substance. Jesus is the express image or substance or the character of God's substance. I'm glad to know that Jesus is the person of God. Not the third person, but he was the express image 
of his person. Let's examine the word father. When people think of the word father, they automatically think of a father being a person. That is, in the natural sense, accurate. I'm a father, but and I'm a but but and I'm a person. But when you look at it scripturally, in scriptural terms, when it speaks of God, speaking of the Father, it is simply the Father is the Spirit. I'll prove it to you. You want me to prove it to you? I don't have to, but but uh, Daddy used to say. When, he, when, when you preach, you ought to preach like everybody's going to hell. <laughs> so, so I may have to preach like everybody don't believe this, but you do believe it, but I'm going to preach it, okay? Teach it. Matthew 16, 15 through 17 says, He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered, said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood, watch this, what did it say? Flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. What are you saying? What is the Bible saying? It's saying that the Father was not flesh and blood. If the Father had been a person, then he could not have said that flesh and blood hath revealed this to me. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody ought to ask God for a revelation of who Jesus is tonight. I'm going to tell you something. I've, I've explained it many times to many people. The Word of God, the, 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 the baptismal formula of, of, of Scripture, and I've watched the light come on many times as, as, as the Scripture went, uh, was uh, opened up to them. Matthew 28, 19 said, Go ye therefore... And teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Jesus was simply telling his disciples one last time before his ascension that he was Father, he was Son, and he was the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah. The first message that was preached after this commandment was on the day of Pentecost when Peter stood up with the 11. Acts 2.14, but Peter standing up with the 11. Now let's go to Acts 2.36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, God being God is a spirit, that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified. Watch this. Both Lord and Christ. What was he saying? These old Jews, if you will, these house of Israel, they believed there was one God. Because they were taught that in the first verse that I read to you a while ago. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. They were taught that. But Peter is standing up with the eleven and and if he was wrong by saying this, don't you know one of the 11 would have said, oh, wait, wait, Peter. But they knew what he was saying was right because they had been with Jesus. That God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ, the Lord of the Old Testament. And we know there was not a person back there and the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one 
of the New Testament. Now watch this. When they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Let me tell you something. I believe, and I, I, as a younger man, I used to preach some revivals and services and et cetera, and having a, having a burden for souls. I'd, I'd try to use every, every tactic I could through the anointing and through the Word of God and through the Spirit to get people shook up and moving towards the altar. But let me tell you what reached these Jews on the day of Pentecost when they heard this, when they heard what? That he hath made them Jesus, the same Jesus, both Lord and Christ. I want to suggest to you, you preach this message of one God and Jesus being the mighty God. It pricks people in their heart. It did these Jews. Right? And they, when they heard this, they were pricked in the heart. What shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Let's put that diagram, Brother Zach, if you can, up on the screen. Can you do that? Look at this. If you were diagramming a sentence, this is the way it would look. Name of Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Name had these prepositional phrases beyond it, so they all pointed back to the name. Right? It was not names. It did not say baptizing them in the names of the Father and names of the Son and names of the Holy Ghost, but the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We do know Jesus said, I come in my Father's name. So his Father's name had to be Jesus. Or the Spirit's name was Jesus. Son was Jesus. Holy Ghost. He said, I'll send the comforter in my name. So the first message ever preached after Matthew 28, 19, when he said, go baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. They baptized in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Ghost. That's why he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, because Jesus is the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Aren't you glad to know that? Yeah. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, not titles. I didn't even need to have to get on to this subject tonight, but it, I'm, I'm, I'm proving you, to you that Jesus is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Now then, now we understand that, that uh, Zechariah 14, 9 said, And the Lord shall be king over all the earth, and in that day shall there be one Lord and his name one. That's why we baptize in that one name. Jesus Christ. Now I can read from what a, a note called the errors of the Trinitarian theology. Let me just read just a little bit. I have a whole lot, but I promise you I won't read very much. The baptismal formula was changed from the name of Jesus to the words Father, Son, and Holy Ghost by the Catholic Church in the second 
century A.D., Britannica Encyclopedia, 11th edition, volume 3, pages 365-366. What are you saying? I'm saying the Catholic Church changed the formula of baptism. Every time they baptize in the book of Acts, they baptize in the name of the Lord, in the name of Jesus. But the Catholic Church changed the formula. Let me tell you something. All other denominations are daughters of the Catholic Church if they still baptize saying Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Everywhere in the oldest sources, it states that the baptism took place in the name of Jesus Christ. The early church always baptized. This is errors of Trinitarian theology. They were saying that, uh, the, uh, and, and I'm saying the fact is the early church was always baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus until the development of the Trinity doctrine in the second century. And on and on I could go. But we still baptize just exactly the way they baptize on the day of Pentecost. This is called a Jesus name church. Notice who was the father of Jesus, Matthew 1.20. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, this is Joseph dreaming, Joseph, thou son of David, not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Not a gray-haired daddy, or person somewhere. That which was conceived in Mary and brought forth a son named Jesus, that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. The Father of Jesus was the Spirit of God. Not another person. I'm sorry to tell you. No, or I'm really not sorry to tell you. I just want to stay with the Bible. But the fact is, the Father was not another person. It was the Spirit of God. 123 said, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth, oh, watch this, bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Jesus is God with us. The Trinitarians cannot believe in the virgin birth if they believe the Father was a person. And most of them believe in the virgin birth, or a lot of them. The Father was the Holy Ghost. Again, not a, Jesus used the term father to validate that his organization was not from Joseph, or rather his origination was not from Joseph, but it was from the Holy Ghost. When you think of the Holy Ghost, of course you should think of spirit. If, it, if God was father, did Jesus have two fathers? No, the Father and the Holy Ghost are the self-same spirit. For by one spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. There's no two spirits of God, three spirits of God. It's the self-same 
Spirit of God. The truth is that the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God. I gave you uh, 424 a while ago. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So what they call God the Father was not another person. It was the Spirit. Everybody say, the Father is the Spirit. John, uh, Jesus said in John 10, 30, I and my Father are one. Romans 8, 9. But you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. So the Father dwells in us. It's not another person dwelling us. But he also, in another verse, but now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Now he's calling to the Spirit of Christ. Same verse, Spirit of God, Spirit of Christ. What does that mean? It's the self-same Spirit. It was the breath of, it was the breath of Jesus. The Spirit of God was the breath of Jesus. And he lives in us. Watch this now. Genesis 1:26. And God said, Let us. Uh-oh. What does that do to these oneness people? Let us make man in our image. Watch this. After our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now, watch. The us, let us, the us simply was Elohim in the Hebrew. However, that does not indicate a plurality of persons. The term Elohim was used to denote words designing dominion, lordship, simply saying he was saying let us, let us make man the supremacy of God, the dominion of God, the attributes of God. Don't stop at verse 26. That's where a lot of people like to stop. But look at verse 27. So God created man in their own image? Huh? His own image in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. How many persons are you? How many images are you? We're, we're made in the image of God. We're one person. Oh, yeah, I'm a father. I'm a son. And I got a spirit, but I'm one. I'm not three persons. I'm one. We were made in his image. God's image was one. According to Jesus, watch this, Matthew 9, 19, 4. And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female, he again being singular? According to Isaiah, watch 44, 24. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself. According to Paul, Colossians 1, 15, who is the image of, of the invisible God, talking about Jesus, the firstborn of every creature. 116, for by him were all things created that are in heaven 
and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. I thought it just, Isaiah said, the Lord thy redeemer and he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord that maketh all things that stretch forth the heavens alone. What was it? It was the spirit of God. But Jesus said, or Paul said about Jesus, for by him were all things created. Jesus is the mighty God. Is anybody getting this tonight? Oh, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Verse 17, he is the head of the body of the church, who is the beginning of the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father, 119 of Colossians, that in him should all fullness dwell, not in them, but in him. Again, let the verse interpret itself. Genesis 1:17. So God created man in his own, not their own image, but in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. According to Paul, again, God, Acts 17, 24, God that hath made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelling not in temples made with hands, neither is worship with men's hands, as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. And hath made of one blood all nations of men, for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the boundaries of their habitation that they should seek the Lord, if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him, again, not them, but in him, we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Eight times Paul mentioned that God, the God that made, was singular. He, him, his not a third person. Why would they use the term third person? The word Trinity, again, is not ever mentioned in the Bible. Three attributes, Father in creation, Spirit, Son in his, in, as the person, and Holy Ghost as the comforter, which we know is the, whole, is the Spirit of God. Three offices, Father, Son, and again, I'm father, son, husband, but I'm one person. Jesus is one. Colossians 2, 9. Watch this. Far in. What? Far in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. When you get to heaven, if you get there, you're not going to see but one person. Oh, and he's going to be. On the throne. John 1 1. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was God. And 1 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. So the Word was in the beginning, the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and that same Word was made flesh dwelt among us. He walked the shores of Galilee and did the miracles and saved, healed the sick, raised the dead, caused the blind to see. That word 
was made flesh and dwelt among us. John 14, 18, he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And we know, according to verse 26, the comforter is the Holy Ghost. So what we have inside of us is Jesus inside of us because his spirit dwells there. Colossians 1.27, I think you know I'm hurrying, don't you? Can you tell? Is this okay? Have you caught up yet? To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. John 3.16, watch this one. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, watch. The, the church world loves John 3.16, but they don't get the, final ex, uh, the, the, the full explanation because they don't believe there's one God. They believe there's three persons. But watch 1 John 3.16. This, this, this helps us. This helps you understand what he was saying. Hereby perceive we the love of God. The love of God because he laid down. Who? God laid down his life for us and we all lay down our lives for the brethren. God laid down his life. Who really died on the cross? God laid down his life. Jesus laid down his life. He is God. 662 of John, what if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? Had Jesus, uh, uh, had Jesus in the flesh ever been in heaven? No, but the Spirit had and is. And no man hath ascended, John 3, 13, no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. I'm telling you. Thank God for the revelation. Jude 25. To the only wise God, our Savior, to be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Talking about Jesus, the only wise God. I like Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Who? This son. The mighty God. The everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 44, 24. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee from the womb, I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretches forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself. But Jesus, talking about Jesus rather, John 1, 3 said, all things were made by him. The Lord of the Old Testament, it was said that he maketh all things. But Jesus, talking about Jesus in John 1, 3 said, all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. Jesus is the mighty God. John 14, 8 through 11. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus said unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then show us the Father? 
Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father, or the Spirit again, that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works. I like these verses of Scripture. I like the Bible. 22.13 of Revelation says, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. If Jesus is the first and the last, why did God in Isaiah 44, 6 say, Thus saith the Lord, King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. And beside me there is no God. Because, I can tell you why, because it's both the self-same spirit, self-same person. Revelation 1, 8, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is, was, <coughs> which is, which was and which is to come, the Almighty. I can take you almost to the spot. One day I was between Daddy's house and where Sister Becky used to live, where Brother Danny lives now. There was some so-called Jehovah's Witness. I said that right. So-called Jehovah's Witness. And I quoted that verse. I gave him that verse. I said, Jesus said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. You know what the guy said? Well, that's what some folks say. <laughs> no, that's what the Bible said. I want to go, not what some folks say, but I want to go what the Bible said. Jesus is the Almighty. Second Corinthians 5.19. Brother Mike, come to <coughs> 519, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespass unto them, and hath committed us unto us the word of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ. 1 John 520, and we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him. That is true. And we are in him. That is true. Even in his son, Jesus Christ. Watch this. What's the last phrase say? This is the true God and eternal life. Thank God. Thank God. Somebody lift your hand and say, thank God for the revelation. Except you believe I am he. You shall die in your sin. The mighty God is Jesus, the Prince of Peace is He, the Everlasting Father, the King Eternally, the Wonderful in Wisdom, by whom all things were made, the fullness of the God in Jesus is displayed. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The
day Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, the living word incarnate, the helpless sinner's friend, our wisdom and perfection, our righteousness and power. Yes, all we need in Jesus, we find this very hour. It's thinking about um, when you when Jesus he said who do men say that I am okay who, who, now who do you say that I am and then he looked Pilate looked at him and he said uh, art thou the king of the Jews he said thou sayest it this is a humble man that is God in the flesh that is standing and he wants you to have the revelation of who he is and then I read way over in Revelation, it says that they looked for someone to open the book. And no one could be found except the Lamb. The Lamb that was slain from the foundation of the earth. And that Lamb went and opened up the book. And then I read, it said that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that who's Lord? that Jesus is Lord. So there's only one. And I know his name is Jesus. Aren't you glad you know his name is Jesus? Yeah, it's all in him. It's all in him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in him. It's all in him. It's all in him. The mighty God is Jesus and it's all in him. Brother Tucker, come up here and just add a word, add a word, whatever you feel like. I, I know you as a preacher, you probably got another verse you can add to this or something. It may not be a verse, but um, I've been told the story about how that, uh, what was the preacher there in Indianapolis, the black minister that 
G.T. Haywood. G.T. Haywood. How that, that he had gotten the revelation of who Jesus is. The revelation of the one God. But one of his... His counterparts was reaching out to him and said, there's this heresy going around, and I just want to let you know, they're trying to say Jesus is one, and he told them it's too late. I already got the message. So I, I just, I am thankful that I've already got the message. Got the message. Brother David, come here real quick. Hallelujah. I'm not going to call all of you, so just hang on. I, I really did that. I did 50 verses tonight in about 40 Amen. minutes or so. Give me a hand. Yeah. Hey, Amen. One of my favorite verses, and you quote it often, Acts 4 and 12. You know, they, they were looking for something to save them. What shall we do? And Peter told them on the day of Pentecost, but neither is there salvation in any other. There's no other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. That name is still Jesus. You're not going to get salvation through titles, being buried in titles. It has to be the one and only name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Now I know why Daddy sometimes sat down and preached. He got tired. Come, come here, Wilson. Say, say a word here. Y'all okay a minute? Are you? You're not? All right, another I leaned over to Sister Becky and I said, the only difference in Papa Wilson preaching this and Brother Steve Wilson is Papa didn't have all his screen stuff, you know. I said, he, that's exactly what I told Aunt Becky. I said, he had a blackboard and he had it all written out. And Papa would preach about one God and then he'd say, so... So. And when Brother Jamie, when he said so, I knew we was in for a little while longer. But aren't you thankful for the name of Jesus and the revelation that God is one God? We tell Zayden all the time, he says it every once in a while, God, one God. So it's what we believe. Hallelujah. Anybody else got a word? We all right? Scripture said by interpretation. Right? What was the verse you used? Read the... Uh, no, the, the by interpretation. What does that verse say? He, he by interpretation. Yeah. Being interpreted, I'm sorry. Being interpreted is God with us. God with us. Now, the scripture says, the scripture says that there is no private interpretation. And interpret. Let me show you an interpretation. That's my interpretation of the first line of Jesus loves me. Right. That's another interpretation of Jesus loves me. When the Bible was translated, when the Bible was translated, they were not given the right to privately. It had to be a word-for-word -word interpretation or, or translation, not an interpretation. The word, when the scripture says, 
that uh, it was interpreted God with us. Okay? When you look at the, orig the original writing of Scripture, you don't see God with us. But the, the, the translation is not God with us. The translation is with us, God. Elder Johnny James said it was so important that God didn't even want a, tr a preposition to be between him and us. It's a translation. It's translated with us, God. I'm glad that he is God in us, with us, through us. By him all things consist. Ladies, go home and make a cake. Make a pie. And put too much of one ingredient in and not enough of another one. See what happens to your cake or pie. It will not have the proper consistency. Therefore, it will not be held together. It won't stay together. Through God, all things consist. You and I are held together. If it weren't for God, we'd for, for sure fall apart. Amen. I love the word of the Lord. Thank you for the teaching. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a good hand. Oh, I feel like traveling on. I feel like traveling on, don't you? Yeah. I feel like keeping on, keeping on. I'm going to believe this to Jesus comes, aren't you? Aren't you glad you got the revelation? Shake hand with somebody. Be friendly.